Hey, welcome to the Creative Career Starter Podcast. My name is Chris Lyons, and I am so glad to have you with me. Today, I'll be talking with Mike McDougall, who is the founder and the president of McDougall Communications, and also the parent of a talented young artist who needed a bit of help figuring out how to translate his love of art into a career. Mike, how are you? I'm great, Chris. Thanks. Well, thanks so much for joining me. Happy to be here. Happy to chat. Mike, I'm, I'm thinking back to about a year and a half ago when we were at a, a social gathering and you were telling me with a very concerned look on your face that your high school senior, Ben in this case, was talking about pursuing a career as an artist. I would love to hear from a parent's perspective what that felt like to you. Sure. Well, I think, you know, at that time, Ben had discussed finding something to do with his love of art, right, uh, as a career. Um, and, you know, like a lot of kids who are probably at that stage of life, right, 16 sophomore juniors in high school, he was speaking of kind of fanciful um, options, right? I want to be a, um, a concept artist, right, for the gaming industry. Okay, Ben, what's that mean? Well, I kind of know, but I kind of don't, right? Or maybe I'll do graphic design. As a parent, I just want him to succeed, right? I want him to find something he can do that he loves, um, but I also reminded him that when he was three years old and he said, Dad, I'm going to live with you the rest of my life. I said, no, you're not. Right. <laughs> like um, and, we, and we, we joke and have that conversation and say, you still have to find a career. So maybe a little nervous. But I think Chris, too. And like, you know, you and I have known each other for years. Um, I get the privilege of working with artists every day, you know, in the in the world I'm in. Uh, and I see some who flourish and I see some who really are in the wrong place. I didn't want him to be into that wrong place, so we needed to uh, get him some help. You know, you're the exception um, to the people I typically deal with because you are in the business. We worked in the agency world together years ago, so you you saw art directors and designers at work. Were you able to make that leap to apply those kinds of things to your son? Well, we were. I mean, it took help, um, including from you, obviously, to get Ben in the in the uh, some focus on what being an artist commercially means and I said Ben you know do you do you want to um, pursue something where you're working with clients do you want to be an artist for fine arts sake help me understand what you want to do and then we can put you down the right path now I'll tell you at the same time and, and we'll chat a little bit I mean he's, he's a graphic design major now I don't know he'll be a graphic designer. I hope he does. Um, but he could have a completely different focus in six months or a year. I'd be fine with that. As long as he finds something that he loves and he can um, carry forward with, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, uh, graphic design tends to be the, the classic baseline skill set that can launch you in a, in a thousand different directions. Yeah, I think so. And, and it's been interesting, too. He... Um, you know, we've had a couple projects that come through our agency, and we're a public relations and communications shop, and we don't have designers on staff. So if it's something small, something quick, uh, a friend, sometimes they'll say, hey, would Ben want to do this? And I gave Ben a couple of things during this process to say, hey, Ben, it's not just the art, it's the account service, it's deadline management, uh, it's doing 15 revisions when you know revision three was good enough. And that opened his eyes, too, to say, oh, okay, this is more than just the art. This is what does it mean to do so um, in a work environment? I think the realization that this is a business, like there are plenty of people with creative and artistic talent that don't have the business acumen 
to make this go. Yeah, very much so. And especially now um, with the speed that's required. I mean, we, you know, we work with some um, a number of really talented artists, but who need weeks or days to turn things around. In some cases, in our world, we have hours, if that. And you have to pick your shots, right? Who do you want to be and find that? The good thing is there's a place for everybody, I think, right? Um, I learned even on some of these tours of different art schools across the country, you know, one of our uh, admissions counselors, um, he now specializes in styrofoam sculpture for cosplay. And I looked at Ben and Ben shook his head and said, oh, yeah, that's a thing. Um, I said, fantastic, right? There's just so many opportunities that even being in this world that I wasn't really attuned to uh, until we got a little deeper. You know, this, um, this second year of my podcast, I'm focusing on people that I know in the business in, in all these disparate um, positions. Like I, I just, the, the, the piece I put up yesterday, the podcast, the most recent one, he's a design director at Pinterest. And then okay. my, my next podcast, the guy is the design director for the Federal Reserve. Wow. And then the next one is the athletic. I mean, there there are so many different ways. But what, what I find interesting is when I have conversations with high school visual creative artists, there's recurring themes. Either their parents or the guidance counselors, they only know about art school and becoming an art teacher, or they don't think it's a legit career path, and they encourage them to study business or science. But you were clearly different because you supported this dream of his, right? Yeah, we absolutely did. And right he's also you know we have an older son and a younger daughter um our older son has no interest um in uh visual arts he's he's a has a music minor so we have that coming out and jem was a a a music major um in school so i think naturally we probably are a little more open to that but i also wanted ben to be confident that there were opportunities we um we heard from somebody along this path, and I really can't remember who it was, that you know now more than ever, um, art and design are at the center of everything we do. Right? They said take away the designer on these websites. They mentioned like the Athletic um, or Pinterest. You know, take away the design element on every aspect of brand. What are you left with? Things of very little value. I mean, so much value is coming from design these days. You know, artists used to be poor and starving. Uh, the artists control the world now um, in so many ways if they know how to do it. And I think that's why we're, uh, you know, I, I'm not expecting Ben to go, uh, you know, be a multi-billionaire and uh, rocket into space. Uh, but I have no concerns. He's going to have a phenomenal life. Yeah, it's great. I, I've, uh, I've given this lecture to several high schools in the region. and I call it how to break the news to your parents that you want to go to art school. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying. And the answer is, don't call it art school. It's design school. And you, you look around you, and every single thing that you experience has been touched by a designer. Everything. Every single thing. Um, and I think that, honestly, isn't the, the kids aren't even aware of that. To them, it just exists. Right? <laughs> right? They're not thinking through the process of how it came to be. And I can tell you, their parents are definitely not thinking through that. But once you start to have that conversation, uh, it really opens eyes. You know, really quickly. And then I find when I'm when I'm working with young students like Ben, just exposing him to the possibilities of careers and going to actual firms, creative firms that do the kind of work. Like there's firms that do experiential design. There are firms mm-hmm. that do animation and character development and packaging and branding. 
once you start seeing the potential and, and you know you've got this creativity, and most kids in high school, their creativity is, you know, they're drawing anime characters and posting them on Instagram. But it's hard to make the connection between that love of creativity and creation and a career. And I think what was interesting about Ben was that he was really, really interested and curious about careers. He is, and you know, maybe that's part of the uh, household he grew up in and you know, me having my own business. And we talk, you know, about what it takes to to run a business, to be part of a, a bigger organization. Uh, so I do think that comes into play. But I also think, and this was important, I told him, you know, how many times he knows. I went to college initially to be an engineer, Chris. Hated it. I was sent there by guidance, right? I was great scores in mathematics and science. Um, Mike, you will become an engineer. I, I'd never met an engineer in my life. Absolutely hated it. Right. And went into communications instead. And I told that story so many times to Ben to say, look, what do you want to do? Right. But at the same time, for me to know that as much as I have the exposure again in the creative world, it's not my world. So to have you come in and show them those opportunities, show them those options, you know, kind of be that that guiding hand really made a difference. I'm so glad to hear that. You know, I I started at the University of Buffalo as a pre-med major. I was, you know, because I was always good in science and math, sure. just like you. This, you know, here's a STEM kid before STEM was a thing, and everyone sort of pointed me in that direction without really asking me what it was that I wanted to do. So after three years, I said, I, I, I really don't like this, and I said to my parents, I want to go to art school. And you know, my parents were both art teachers, and so the only path they knew was become an art teacher. And I knew that wasn't it, but I didn't have anyone around me that could say. Hey, kid, look at these potential careers. And I, I, I love being in the position to be able to help kids now think about that. Yeah, and I mean, the great thing is, right, they're, they're going to come out with a degree in four years or two years or a year or five years, depending whatever the you know, path they pursue. But I think I also realize whatever that is they come out with is going to be so much different five years down the line and 10 years down the line. I mean, the pace of change is incredible. So if they can be put on that path through uh, design school to understand basic principles, to understand strategic thinking, how to make the best choices, that's going to set them up um, for the future as well. Not just the design skills, right, but finding them a place that actually helps them think and, and mature. I mean, college is so much more about than just the skills you learn. It's, it's life experience. Uh, you're not kidding. And what we do is creative problem solving. I think... What every business person does, what you do on a daily basis, is solve problems with your own personal uh, brand of creative thinking. Well, that's true. And I mean, how many times I did it? My gosh, my, I think my last call, and I'm not kidding, was how do we represent this visually? Right? I can write. I'm a, you know, I'm a writer. I can write day in, day out. I'm a spokesperson. And I can give you some visual cues. How do you take it and tell this story so I can grasp it in four seconds? Right? And that's a talent. Matt, you're right. That's problem solving. So talk about how you felt through this process with your son. Because was, there was no givens here. We were sort of exploring a lot of things. And um, you had to put your trust in him that he would come to a good conclusion and, and do what he felt was, was, I guess, inevitable. How did you feel watching this process play out as a parent? Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of, even with my exposure, you know, some nervousness. It was brand new to me, even in terms of where he was applying, what he was considering. I mean, the, the concept art aspect, 
right? That, that was foreign to me. I'm not, um, uh, I'm, I'm not a big gamer myself. Uh, I really didn't know much about concept art. He taught me a lot about it. I actually went on and, and learned quite a bit about it. But then to see him shift and go, well, you know what? Maybe concept art's not it. You know, I think graphic design is where I want to be. That was, um, it showed some maturity, right? That he was kind of focusing in. But what also helped me, Chris, and again, I think I really you know, praise your guidance on this, is he also understood what he didn't want to do. <laughs> but, but he hasn't ruled it out. It's just not where he wanted to start. Actually, he sent me a text, uh, I don't know, two hours ago, asking about a Kodak film stock for motion picture. I'm like, wait, what are we doing? Are we over, <laughs> are we over here? We got, we, got a, uh, we got a film class going on today. Um, I, I guess, if anything, my nervousness transformed to confidence that he was on the right path. Is he going to make every choice right? Absolutely not. Right? But that's part of the learning process, too. And it's being comfortable to know he's going to make some mistakes, um, do some things wrong, but probably you know do a lot of things right and learn as he goes. And he will. He's a he's a such a bright kid. And I think what's so great about this industry is that like I'm doing something completely different from what I was doing when you and I worked together. Uh, times three. I've got three different things going on from from when we worked together in the advertising world. Advertising wasn't for me. I didn't. I did not thrive in that environment. I mean, I did okay. Um, but I, I've changed so many times, and I think with, this industry is changing so quickly. Like, look at—I don't want to go back in the day, but back in the day, you had to be physically present with markers and papers and press type and chromatech and all these things in hand in order to create um, ideas and get them to a presentable and then a, a reproducible level. Now, I mean, I haven't—I've been working in my studio here for 20 years now with this technology. I couldn't even imagine this when I was in design school in the early 80s. Oh, sure. It's, uh, you know, I guarantee there's something new each day. And now you start to get into different uh, technologies, you know, the AR, VR world. And that's all design driven. One other thing, Chris, before I think about it, too, um, is you asked about the process for us. Ben never showed us his portfolio. So Jen and I were both operating blind completely all the way through. And Ben's a private kid, right? When it comes to his work, I haven't seen his work. He got a, actually got a couple great scholarships. And I'm like, well, it must be good. But even today, he, a few weeks ago, actually, we were on the way to school. And I said, hey, I'd love to still, I'd love to see what you did. And he said, you know, what I did six months ago isn't what I'm doing today. Hmm. And I said, well, I said, and the great thing is imagine six months from now. Yeah. Imagine how different it will be. Maybe someday. I, I th truly someday I'll see what right. So, Mike, um, talk about the schools that he considered and where he ended up. Yeah, he, um, he had a pretty broad uh, reach. He looked locally, you know, here in the, uh, the Rochester area because there's some great, uh, great options here. Um, uh, RIT, uh, for one. Uh, he looked into the Midwest. Uh, we visited um, the Cleveland Institute of Art. We were down in Cincinnati. We went out to Chicago and looked at the Art Academy um, and the uh, Art Institute of Chicago. Uh, and then he actually wound up taking a phenomenal uh, summer course with the Academy of Art University out in San Francisco, um, who gave him some, uh, some great experience. And I think it was uh, eye-opening for him, too. I think it was the second day. He said, Dad, I just realized I don't know how to draw a circle. I thought I did, and now everything's changed. Um, that was a good mix. He was also clear, though, on, you know, there were some schools I liked, 
just personally. And he's like, you know what? I just don't think it's right for me in terms of fit and feel, right? Maybe great instruction. I don't think I want to be there. Um, so, I, you know, I won't go into those. But I think it's, you know, uh, students know where they're going to fit. It's more than just the instruction. It's the kids around them. It's the atmosphere. How far from home? It was tough, though. I mean, last year, looking at a school, except for Cincinnati, we did not tour a single facility. Everybody was closed. Oh, right. Um, we did not go into a single dorm. Even in Cincinnati, their dorm was closed. So you're making a decision for the next four years of your life at the age of 17. So think about four more years from now. That's a quarter of your life um, where you're going to go sight unseen. That's crazy. Um, we went to San Francisco. Uh, we flew out there in March and toured in the um, Art Academy right downtown. But again, I think that was off-putting to him, not because it's not a great school. San Francisco is not itself right now. It is quiet, dead quiet. And I had to say, hey, Ben, this is not real, right? This is not the city you would be in. Uh, but he ended up at uh, Cleveland Institute of Art. So started there. Um, gosh, we dropped him off a week ago today. So a lot of a lot of creative kids tend to be a little on the shy side, somewhat introverted. How did he react when he got to campus? Yeah, it's a great characterization. Ben is quiet, uh, reserved. It was as if he had found his people. I, you know, for knowing my son the way I do, to see him not light up but have an instant comfort with people, quite honestly, that he's never met was great to see as a parent, right? It, it built some confidence. It gave me some reassurance. The other benefit of it, too, is unlike when I went to school, I mean, he came in saying, I'm going to meet my friends for dinner tonight. I said, meet your friends. You haven't even been on campus. Well, my gosh, between the text chat, the uh, Discord thread, um, everything else they had done. We actually saw him, Chris, maybe three hours after we moved him in. We went on a Target run because that's the official first day activity of moving to college these days. And in those three hours, he talked about the number of rooms he'd been to, the food he'd given out, the food he'd received, the other people he talked to. It was, I don't think I'd had that experience for two weeks after going into school, right? And here he is three hours in. So it is, it's, there's a, a camaraderie. And I think a lot of these, I don't even call them kids anymore at that point, you know, young adults really understand they're somewhere special and they're with people that understand them and are like them. And, and that's a very different thing. CIA is located next to Case Western. It's also very distinctive within, you know, a moment you can tell, Who's the engineering student in Case Western? And, oh, these are CIA kids um, in the best possible way, right? They're, they found their tribe, and, uh, and they make it very clear. So, yeah, it's, um, that was really heartening for us as parents. When we had to leave to go, hey, you know what? He's not only at a great school. He's with people who already care about him and aren't going to let him fail. Uh, they have each other's backs. What I'd like to do with especially somebody like Ben is find out where his interests lie, expose him to what professionals are doing, and then go back and look at schools that could maybe provide the education to support this kind of pursuit. And his list was 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 fabulous. All the schools you just mentioned. Um, so he he had a really nice pool of of colleges college programs to choose from. And one of the great things where he is now in, in Cleveland is that he can if he decides he wants to go into industrial design, or if he wants to lean hard into illustration, what, whatever after his first two years, he'll have a lot of options. Exactly. You know, I found it to be well-balanced. I mean, I'm not a, giving a plug to Cleveland, even though we're happy with what he chose. 
Um, there were a couple of schools, even as we did some uh, you know, initial diligence online, some you know, virtual open houses, etc. Those that he didn't end up applying to certainly had more of a, a particular focus. You know, um, automotive design was the focus. It was 80% of the conversation. And Ben's like, you know what? I don't want to go for automotive, mm-hmm. but if I go there, I figure I'm going to be pushed there because I think that's what they do. And I said, okay, you know, I think it's, Hey, it's kind of cool, but if that's not you, yeah, let's not, let's take it off the list. So he was also good. Not, he winnowed his list at the end. You know, he probably could have applied to 30 schools and he ended up cho- chose to apply to, I don't know, uh, six maybe. Okay. When we started this engagement, was Ben skeptical? Was was I the guy that Dad's making him talk to? Because he was a, he's a pretty <laughs> he was a pretty quiet at our the beginning of our first meeting, and then you know then we got to be friends, and he opened up, and he knew we were just talking about him and his pursuit. But how was he at the start of this engagement? Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, anytime your parents say, "Hey, we want to help," it's you know Ben's a little skeptical in general. So, yeah, that's a fair characterization, Chris. Part of it, I think, came from him also being highly independent. Which I want to make my own choices. And once he understood that we were giving you to him as a resource, not as a way to direct him, but uh, help him see opportunities, it changed things. I'm glad. Yeah, and also you told him early on that it was a good relationship between you and him, not you and me. And you respected that, and he really appreciated that. Okay. Right? He had conversations with you that I'm sure he still hasn't had with me. He, um, what I liked, Chris, too, for you to open his eyes, Ben, and, and this is you know, unique to him, but there's lots of other teens like it. He had very distinctive ideas of what the world is like, especially the art world. And to speak to somebody who's in that world helped him challenge some of his own assumptions in a way that I couldn't do because I couldn't speak knowledgeably about it. And that really, uh, we saw his thinking shift um, as you worked with him. Uh, I'm so I'm so glad, Mike. And I'm so glad he's happy in his situation and it's working out. I, I can't wait to see how it unfolds for him. He's great. He's got a, uh, I was joking with a friend last week. I got a, I got a mini design studio in Cleveland now. His, he has an illustration roommate, an animation roommate. And the fourth roommate, I'm not sure what he's doing, but I'm like, okay. Uh, we got a studio shop over there now. Um, you guys want some uh, donut money, and uh, you're not you're 18, so you can't have beer money. But uh, but you know, I'll throw some projects your way. We'll see what happens. Right, if you can just find a video person to, to fill out the the quartet, it'll be well, golden. Well, that's it. If they can uh, look away from the, I think they have six video game systems in their four person suite. Um, we'll be all set. Oh my goodness, Mike, I can't thank you enough for coming on my podcast. This has been great. I hope that. Any parents that listen to this um, who have young creative people uh, living under their roof and are terrified of the notion will be encouraged by, by what you've said here today. Yeah, they, I mean, speaking parent to parent and again, coming out of the world I'm in where I'm having to find those creative people um, and pay them hefty sums to be even more creative than the next guy down the block, there's great opportunity. Um, you know, the world's demanding creativity. There's so much happening out there you have to stand out and the way to do that's with creative thinkers and um it is not only something you know these kids and you know honestly soon to be adults can pursue but they can make a phenomenal phenomenal life um by doing something they love and well you 
you are a wonderfully supportive parent, and it shows your kid's going to do just fine in this business. Thanks. As I said, he's not coming home, so um, <laughs> you can always visit. But uh, that lower bunk bed, uh, Ben, you can only stay in it for a few weeks at a time now. <laughs> That's the dream, isn't it? That's it. Mike, thanks a million for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're the parent of a talented young high school artist and you need help figuring out how to translate their love of art into the right education and an exciting career, send me a note to chris at creativecareerstarter.com and I can help you help them figure it out. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Creative Career Starter Podcast.